welcome to the Powerfully On Purpose podcast. I am Maggie, your host and creative behind this space. This podcast is for those ready to create change in their life, level up their mind, expand their horizons and get clear on what it means to them to live a life powerfully on purpose. Join us weekly for conversations with people living on purpose and I invite you to choose to be inspired after each episode and walk away with the intention to take audacious action towards everything you desire. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Powerfully On Purpose podcast. Today I have a guest with me, Michelle. She, where do I begin? She's a sound healer who hosts events for sound baths, meditations, as well as supports women with critical illness. She is a life coach and I wanted to point out, she told me that she's turning 44 in Feb. Five. 45 in Feb. I was shocked. <laughs> just a heart of gold and like just I don't know what it is, but I just thought you've just got this youth about you, which is so incredible, which makes me so excited to hear more about your journey and dive into asking how you see yourself. But before we get into that, I just want to preface that we're going to talk on things like endo and adeno and I know especially my following there is a huge uh, part of you guys that are experiencing something along these lines which is why this episode is so exciting for me to bring because I'm not that familiar with the topic. I am quite uh, blessed in the sense that I've never had to experience a lot of these things that some women have experienced. So Having you on today, Michelle, it's such an honor and I want to thank you and also just want to thank you for always being so genuine and open and every time that I see you bringing a smile yeah. to my face and you know, embracing me with the biggest hugs and you've just got <laughs> so much to offer the world and to everyone that is in your life. So I want to honor you for being that that person and uh, having so much support for everyone around you. Thank so you. thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having <laughs> um, me. <laughs> of course. Oh, such an honour. So how are you feeling about this episode? Um, yeah, good. It's oh. good. It's fine. It's lovely to finally be kind of like, it sounds like probably a bit business coachy, but to be niching down a little bit more into mm. this area because I've just kind of been helping on a bigger scale. So to actually get down to the real nitty gritty now and the reason it is so niche now is because of my journey. So I just feel like it's really, yeah, it's good. It's the timing is amazing at the moment for so many beautiful ladies out there that need this kind of thing. Yeah. It's, um, it's, I love watching women who experience something in their life and then they take all the learnings and offer it back into the world and have the strength to be able to, experience it on somewhat most days like if mm-hmm. it's a, something you've journeyed through and then you're able to help other women that are experiencing it, it's something that's going to come full circle and always be reoccurring in your life so how how do you experience being able to help people who it's have such similar journeys to you when it can be such a tough thing sometimes to yeah experience I suppose it, it definitely probably has to get to a certain point like if you'd have asked me if I would be doing this seven years ago I probably just would not have been ready 
um you know because I was in the thick of everything back then I mean it's been pretty much like a 16 year journey for me eight operations a hysterectomy no children because of it so it's been a really big transition I suppose um and and a very lonely one which is I think one of the main reasons why I ended up really digging deep and going it's not about me and how I feel it really is using those emotions that I felt and the loneliness that I felt and thinking to myself hang on a minute if I'm feeling that way every other woman's going to be feeling that way and you kind of need to reach out and it's so hard to when you're in the grips of it I think since I had my hysterectomy two years ago it's just allowed me a breather from pain to go okay I'm not in as much pain at the moment as I was. So it's time to really dig in now and share my experience, but also, I don't know, create platforms and create avenues for women to be able to feel comfortable to share and not feel as lonely. Mm. So it's been a 16 year journey for you. Mm, yeah. Out of those 16 years, was it all lonely or was yeah. there a community, all of it? Yeah. The whole lot. Mm. Yeah. There was no, I, I needed me <laughs> yeah. back through all of, all of it. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how beautiful your family are, how supportive your husband or wife or partner is. It doesn't, you know, it just, just doesn't matter how amazing the beautiful community is around you, unless you've actually gone through some form of infertility treatment, some form of endometriosis, some form of adenomyosis, PCOS, all those female-related critical illnesses, unless you've been through it, I just don't know if you can really grasp the entirety of it. Mm. I would yeah. 100% agree with that. Like yeah. I was saying, I it's not a topic that I know much about, which is what excites me about having this conversation because it allows me to be more aware when the conversation comes up like it will come up at some time in my life whether it's for me like whether I'm the one going through it or someone that's close to me and being able to understand and have that compassion and knowing around the topic uh, will allow me to be there a bit more for people so that they feel hopefully feel less lonely I guess yeah yeah Yeah, definitely and I think it's it's not a case of necessarily the person that's not going through it needing to understand it. It's just being there to listen and hold space and to feel like your story is valid and you're not alone and it's okay to be vulnerable and it's okay to wave a white, wave a white flag and just say, I'm having a really fucking bad day. Yeah. You know? And having that support. And I think from personal experience, like when I'm, not that aware about a topic it I have in the past found it really challenging to be there for someone because you feel you need to know more in order to just be but you're right you just have to be at that space for someone mm. to wave that flag or reach out and yeah um, feel safe in yeah. the presence yeah. yeah I suppose as well the the big thing with female related um, critical illness is that it's invisible so it's not like you're walking around with a cast on your leg or a big gash up down your arm or, you know, all these things. You know, for example, I used to, I mean, I had a set when I lived in Western Australia, I had a salon. And some days 
I literally had to cancel all my clients for this today, close up the front blinds, close the door, lay multi, multiple, multiple towels on the floor and just lie there and bleed out for three or four hours because I couldn't, there's no point in going to the toilet. There's no point in using sanitary products because that you'd have to use one every literally every two, two, three minutes. You can't move, go to the car and get in the car and drive home because you would have flooded the whole car by that point. So there's, you know, there's those moments in these illnesses that you just, you can't, I suppose, because it is, you know, no one's visibly watching you do that. No one's, and then you try and explain that to somebody and they're just going to be either absolutely horrified, embarrassed at the fact you're talking about periods, you know, or, you know, whatever, whatever you want to call it, uh, or they just don't get it and they kind of switch off. So it's really, it's really tough with the things that they bring in your life to, to share. So, yeah, just having time to listen to somebody if they want to talk mm. is a big thing. Yeah being open to it what did you find helped you get through those 16 years if you felt like it was quite lonely do you know I honestly don't think I did a very good job (laughs) of looking after my mental health through all of it which is another reason why I'm really bloody passionate now about the stuff that I'm doing um I just became it's I became that woman which I'm pretty sure every single person listening to this podcast including yourself I'm strong I'm fine I've got this I don't need to worry you know I just need to suck it up I need to go to work I need to look after the kids I need to do this I need to do that it's fine I'm strong I'm a big girl I can handle it and I just think to myself my god why didn't I just say do you know what I really don't have my shit together today I'm just going to sit in bed and cry all day and allow those emotions to come and I never did I just was tough girl all the time I never reached out I just was like suck it up Michelle no one else is going to come to your aid you might as well just get on with stuff yeah I think everyone so many women do that that. yeah Yeah. and that's nothing to do with diseases that's just women in general on a day-to-day basis you know be strong show the kids that you're strong or show your family that you're strong or yeah crazy yeah and in doing that it actually like life becomes unbalanced because you're not allowing that space for someone to come in and support you Mm. which and illness illness breeds from that so you know now being a sound healer and doing so much education in that you know we are all just frequency that's all we are. We are just loads of little vibrating, beautiful atoms <laughs> that are doing their thing. And, you know, the heart vibrates at a certain hertz. The liver vibrates at a certain hertz. Your kidneys vibrate at a certain hertz. Your brain vibrates at a certain hertz. So we're pretty much, our bodies are like a beautiful orchestra that mm. all need to vibrate at the right frequency to be working correctly and all vibrating as one and moving as one. So we are at our optimal health. So when you have diseases, it doesn't matter whether it's endometriosis or not. Anything that's causing stress in your body is then messing with the particular vibration in that area of your body. So if you're holding on to this stress and this emotion and all the stuff that really needs to be released, you're suddenly that you're not being a very good conductor for your body. And it's suddenly unbalanced. You You know, that's when more injury comes in more illness strikes in um but yeah and you, you, it just all becomes like you say 
unbalanced mm. and that the frequency is out which is why this you know the sound element I love so much when it comes to all this because it just so helps clear and move move the rubbish I suppose <laughs> yeah clear out the stagnant gross yeah. energy yeah how long have you been doing sound healing honestly my whole life I think I've used yeah. sound without being trained um, yeah okay yeah, I've always used sound around when I've done Reiki and stuff before when I was a lot younger, but I've really moved into it, um, I suppose, in the last four years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably about four years and done extensive kind of training within each area. I'm about to dive a lot deeper into tuning fork training this year because I love my tuning forks. I use them on everyone. But specifically, yeah. I'd like to get a bit more into the nitty gritty of how they can help around women's illnesses. Mm-hmm. were you using sound for your journey or like you didn't really do much for yourself no meditation meditation yeah. like I probably would have jumped off of a bridge if I hadn't have been um, a meditator it works mm-hmm. meditation works for me but meditation is very different like I've learned over the years that you have to honor what type of meditation is right for you that day and not try and be a monk You know, like some days for me, it's a good old, if I've got energy, it'll be a good old walk with a podcast or a book. Um, Other days it would just be literally kind of sitting in quiet, doing some journaling. Other days it could be a full on 40 minute listening to chanting. So yeah, it's whatever I feel like that day, I just honor it and don't punish myself for not being the perfect meditator. (laughs) Yeah, hundred percent. Like what is the perfect meditation? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a beautiful reminder for me because I am quite hard on myself for meditation. I feel like I could always be doing something better or whatever it is, but you're right. Like a simple walk is meditation. Yeah. A cold so shower. Nice. Yeah. Like somewhere where you're focused and you're just coming back to being present. Like actually I was saying this to a friend the other day, someone mentioned that fishing was a form of meditation for them. And I was like, that sounds boring, Yeah. but for them, yeah. You know, that's just their form of meditation. So finding what works for you and going with that and rather than yeah. trying to follow the trends of sitting down and being zen for 15 minutes, quiet, you know, binarial beats, all the things yeah. like what is it for you? Mm. It's actually one thing that I is one of the first things that I do when I coach anyone is create their own toolbox. And it's yeah. something that we revisit throughout the whole time we're together. Um, is sampling lots of different things they might have never tried before and going oh my gosh no that was awful I hated it really didn't fit with me and you can kind of scrub it off your list and having two types of toolbox as well one mini one and one big one so the days when you've got time and you really feel into it and you you want to kind of spend more time doing some self-care you've got a toolbox for that And then other days when you know it's a crazy day for school drop-offs or it's a crazy day for business or it's a crazy day for travel or whatever it might be, there's a small toolbox that you can grab 10 minute, five, 10 minute little things out of that toolbox to do on those days so that you have, you're armed with all these things that you know you love doing and you can pretty much like go in and pick which one you want for that day. Yeah, and what's going to suit you. Mm. Mm. That's actually really a great idea. And I'm going to utilize yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Everybody, the minute everybody does, it's the minute I have I've ever kind of said that to somebody and they do it and then they start and they go, oh my God, that makes such a difference. Because when you know what you love, rather than going, oh, shall I listen to that today? 
should I do this today? It's like, oh no, I'm, I know that I've done that before and I love it and I really feel like doing that today. I'm going to pull that out of the bag. Mm, the diversity from it. Mm, and yeah. then you've got no excuse really whether you have five minutes or five hours to exactly. whatever. Yeah, you've yep. got something that can utilise that time that can really help you. And Yeah, it, your own personal little tools. toolbox. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, so circling back to your your journey and your 16 years so it, was, it took you 16 years seven eight operations over that time yeah the eighth one was my hysterectomy in the end I just couldn't mentally cope anymore so because my even though I had uh, I had fibroids I had endometriosis pretty bad on and it spread to my bowel and my bladder um, but my adenomyosis was the worst for me and sadly, at the moment, there is no cure other than a hysterectomy. Well, there's no cure, cure as such. But obviously, with adenomyosis, I don't know if the listeners know the difference. Endometriosis is like on the outside of the wall, and it basically can grow on every part of your body. It's not mm-hmm. just a female-related womb ovary thing. But adenomyosis is like in between the lining of the womb. So it's an area that it's impossible to get to. Like it you can't get to it. And it grows and it just basically is really heavy periods and it feels like your your insides are falling out pretty much 95% of the time. Um, And the only cure for that is a hysterectomy because it is the womb. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So for me it just got to a point where it was spreading too much onto my bowel. And I was looking at possibly, um, I don't know what you guys call it in Australia. In England, we call them a colostomy bag where they have, you know, you have your bowels on the outside of your body. I was coming very dangerously close to needing that um, if I was allowing it to spread much further. Um, And the adenomyosis, I just couldn't deal mentally with it anymore. Mm -hmm. I just couldn't. And through all of my journey, I was obviously trying to fall pregnant. So I couldn't even take some of the medications and some of the things that can help you Mm. I just couldn't take any of it because it would have meant you know no bubs so yeah yeah Yeah, it was it was tough but it led me to this point so yeah that was going to be my question like what was it that shifted for you I think as, as in shifted so you said you were on a quite a like dark and lonely path mm. and then you something happened and you decided to change that it was that mm. yeah yeah what, was it because you knew that like once you had that that you could no longer have children of your own or like what was it that you were yeah. was it something that you were holding on to still uh I think if any listener going through any of this will probably understand the element of the infertility side of stuff I don't think that ever really ends Mm -hmm. I think it's been two years now since I had my hysterectomy for the first year I totally ignored all of my feelings around it because I just needed myself I just needed some space Mm -hmm. and I kind of felt excuse my French I felt fucking amazing because there was no more adenomyosis sure the endometriosis is going to grow back I'll probably need more operations in the future. But the adenomyosis was so dominant in my life that to not have that pain from that and the heavy period not knowing when I was going to bleed um, and the fact that I could wear white underwear for the first time in, in like 16 years was that people find that really funny, but like literally yeah, I had to wear black 
my whole life pretty much so yeah just little things like that that was like woohoo but I allowed that to come through and not really deal not didn't really deal with the element of not being able to have kids so the last 12 months has been that journey and that's another reason why I the support groups that I do I just just want you know people to be able to be okay with saying that they're not all right around that and it's it's okay to have a day where you look at children and think thank god (laughs) and other other days when you look at them and go oh I feel sorry for myself because you know this is not never going to be me it's all right to feel both ends of the spectrum yes human Mm. that's so important for everything in life is allowing yourself to feel both sides if if you're not then you're just going very stagnant through life and you know life's all about all the emotions that we get to feel and feel the feels feel the feels that's exactly right yeah (laughs) so along that journey did you have a partner or was it- yeah, I've got a beautiful husband, bless him. He was, yeah. so I found, the reason I found it is because I came off of my contraceptive um, pill when we got, ma- well, before we got married mm-hmm. um, to obviously start trying from that point. And that's when stuff was just really not quite right. But it took them four and a half years, five years to diagnose me. So by that oh, point, wow. I was in the, in the grips of, which is actually quite quick. Normally the average is about seven years for diagnosis for endometriosis. So um yeah that's why it's so important to get it out there and for more yeah. women to understand what it is because so many women are out there with all these symptoms thinking what bloody hell's wrong with me mm. and not knowing that it actually could be that and they need to get on to you know really I, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is just I suppose standing up for themselves finding good doctors finding good surgeons finding you know finding the fight in them to say ah. Uh-uh. I don't accept that opinion that I'm going to go to get a second opinion. And yeah, something's not right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's so interesting. Do you think, was, uh, I guess this is related, the whole, like there's so many birth controls out there now that women are taking, or girls are taking at such a young age. Yeah. Is that potentially something that's masking it? And then therefore. It did for me yeah for sure like I started having sex when I was 17 so I went on the birth control pill because of that Mm -hmm. because I was in a relationship at 17 so I started taking the pill and I was on the pill until I came off to fall pregnant so that what was that from 17 I got married when I was how old was I (laughs) I got married when I was 31 I think yeah so from 17 to 31 I was on the same pill yeah and I you know I just had a very tiny little period on that you know the week's break that you have when you when you take the contraceptive pill and never really thought anything of it and then when I came off it was like well holy freaking moly what is this all about yeah so I do think there is an element I mean I'm not medically trained at all so I I can't really comment of actually if it is or not I can only say personally yes for sure it definitely masks my symptoms yeah Mm -hmm. because um is it something that they suggest or offer when like you are having um painful periods or heavy periods and like yeah it's like shoved into you it's just shoved into you yeah so it's the same with you know if you go in 
And I, I really fought for myself. I was like, this is just not normal. They're like, oh, it's fine. It's just that you've got heavy periods. Have you got a history? You know, is your mom and your sister and or whatever? And it's like, well, yeah, but that's not the point. I'm here about myself. Like, I'm not them. I'm here for myself. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, it took scan. And of course, I was in England at the time. So it's a little bit longer process because you go on wait, you know, bigger wait lists there. Um, but yeah, it was just crazy. And it wasn't until... I got to Western Australia, which was a good five and a half, six years, I suppose, into my journey. And I saw this consultant, this gynecologist, and she was she was from the UK, actually. And I bought all my notes with me, paid for all my doctor's notes, bought them with me, and I chucked them on her desk. And we did, um, she was like, I'm just getting you straight in for a camera operation. I'm not even going to do scans. Let's just get straight in. And when I went in, she was just like, I massively apologize on behalf of the, behalf of the NHS. This is what I had to do when I was in there and just basically, yeah. And I cried my eyes out in her office. She was like, I'm so sorry. I was like, I'm not crying out of sadness. I'm crying that somebody's actually for the first time ever acknowledged my pain and the stuff I'm going through. Yeah. Yeah. She was amazing. Yeah. It's finding that one person that can help yeah. you. Like you said, um, Listen, yeah. yeah, speak up find the person find yeah. the and if they're not listening move on and find someone else yeah so yeah so interesting yeah because it's not normal like really heavy periods and crazy pain on periods is not normal so anyone that's like yeah. oh yeah I, I'm, I'm somebody that just has heavy periods no no you're not you know that's not yeah. supposed to be that's not normal that's just like anything though like this as well as any other diagnosis that we get from a medical uh, opinion, it's usually we're given a diagnosis, we're giving symptoms that could potentially be from the diagnosis and therefore we sometimes we create the symptoms and sometimes we have the symptoms because of it and it doesn't make it right, doesn't make it mean it's just you. Like we're, yeah, it's just we put so much and I love like the medical system, it's great for its purposes and equally there's so many things that yeah create more problems yeah 100% agree yeah that's why like with the sound element for for women who are going through those kind of pains and things and lower back especially the lower back issue with um surrounding those illnesses sound is so brilliant especially the tuning forks and bowls and things Mm. that are placed on the body you know those frequencies that resonate through to help disrupt some of that crazy energy that's going on in there and causing a lot of pain. It doesn't hit, like it doesn't, it, I'm not gonna, I'm not saying that you come in and lie on my bed and then suddenly you're healed. It's it's <laughs> not, it's not like that, but to help with symptoms, yeah. you know, and to, to change mindset around it and start to actually, as you're having a healing session as well, as you well know, Maggie, like mm. that process of suddenly you're in the mindset of inner healing frame of mind, so that accentuates and pushes that positivity through as well. Yeah. Mm. I haven't done a sound healing in so long. And every time I get up and I walk away and I just feel like I'm floating. Mm. And that's literally what it, it does because it's all energy. Yeah. And it took me so long to realize that that was just like yeah. it. But for someone who maybe it's out of their norm, like what would what piece of advice would you give someone who's on the fence about giving it a go and well, I suppose the biggest pushback is it's 
wibbly wobbly heebie jeebie hippie stuff and actually (laughs) it actually isn't it's all science-based so Mm -hmm. sound is all science there's no heebie jeebie about it whatsoever so there's so much stuff that you can look at online to prove what sound does you know there's even those um uh if you go onto youtube and watch those the sound videos of uh, I can't remember the dude's name now oh I should have written it down um and he did a thing with sand and metal um pellets and then created sound through the speaker and it actually creates shapes so every single sound that comes from different elements and different instruments even your voice like as you're speaking the different tones and everything create different shapes within the area that that sound and that um tone is coming and filling space to mm. um so yeah I I suppose put the heebie-jeebie stuff aside and just know that it is science-based and you the I suppose the other thing as well is people think it's oh lie down and relax and make it you know feel it's sound is not always that like that that sometimes you can come and lie down and cry your eyes out for a whole hour get rid of whatever that is the movement and still feel like crying for 24 hours other times you can get up and feel like running a marathon because suddenly whatever shifted shifted and you you feel like you're on fire um other times you can be lying there and need to move the whole time I say that in my group events like if you need to get up and listen to the noise get up if you need to lie on your tummy lie on your tummy if you need to put your legs up in the air put your legs up in the air if you need to burp burp that energy has got to move somewhere as the sounds are, are hitting it and trying yeah. to disperse and move that frequency around. So when you're having any type of sound healing, whether it's in a group event, one-to-one, yourself listening to a sound on headphones, like for meditation or in the house, if you feel like moving, move. There's a reason why your body feels like it wants to move, you know? Yeah. Listen to your body. So, yeah, it's fun. Sound is fun. It doesn't have to be all soft and beautiful. And, like, I love my drum. Like, my drum is my favourite instrument on the planet. And the minute I pick it up, stuff comes out of my voice that I don't even know where it comes (laughs) from. Like, it's tribal and it's it's from somewhere. (laughs) But, yeah, it's it's beautiful. It's sound is amazing because it's just so interesting how you can create so much magic with it. Mm. And what have you got to lose? So giving it a go. Yeah. Or what have you exactly. got to gain as well? Yeah, so much. Exactly. And if you're scared of it, go to a group one first. Yep. Yeah. Just be always, I always say to people though, just remember if you're going to group stuff, just be mindful that there's a lot of energy in a group room. Mm. And you definitely need to protect your energy. And you definitely, definitely, I actually um went to rescue a lady a couple of weeks ago. She'd been to a group session and they didn't ground the room afterwards. So she got up yeah. and all this crazy energy is flowing and she um, she ended up in bed for three days with vertigo, couldn't get out of bed, she was throwing up. Um, wow. So I ended up, yeah, going to her house and doing some um, tuning forks and just light bowls and did a grounding meditation with her um, and it yeah. just kind of tipped her back onto feeling a bit better again. But, yeah, it's really important if you go to group work to ground yourself before you get back up as well. Yeah, 100%. But, yeah. I have no, yeah, definitely noticed things like that in rooms before. So big energies, super important. Yeah. yeah, yeah, especially when it's like rooms of like hundred plus people. It's yeah. a lot going on. So yeah, yeah. Mm. 
Do you have any advice for younger people that are going through a similar journey? Yeah, definitely. If I have my time again, I would definitely find your tribe. So definitely reach out to support groups um, to, yeah, there's some great Facebook pages out there now that are sharing um, their stories and like-minded women. Um, and also, you know, look into this self-care toolbox thing because it's been a big thing for a lot of my ladies and it's really helped them have some tools to use for when they're overwhelmed or they're having big days mm-hmm. to tap into um, and give definitely give sound a try like it, it to you know towards the last few years it's so helped me with my pain um buy yourself a drum get yourself some tuning forks you don't have to necessarily pay someone else to to go and do it or you know ha- go and have one and see what works for you what sounds you feel connected to you know ev- you can buy instruments everywhere um and just tra- travel through but yeah I suppose just really connecting to like-minded women and to not feel lonely so if you if you start to feel that way and like you are very much on your own reach out reach out yeah. to those that you trust and try and find women who are going through the same thing because they will really understand you and hold space for you yeah that's yeah that's with anything right yeah having come to my sound and sound and support group (laughs) yeah Yeah, we will have all that information in the the show notes of how they can get connected with you and do you do online as well or just um yeah that's coming in the next sort of six to eight weeks there'll be an online thing that would be like a weekly meet up and a sound healing um via a space yeah um, but yeah there's a Friday at the moment it's a Friday night but I'm I'm so it's so new and I'm so open to changing things but once a month um, I'm holding like a sound and support so I've got some beautiful guest speakers lined up every month like for movement nutrition um, breath work and yeah. then obviously each uh, the idea is to come together connect meet some like-minded women and start like a monthly get together um and then have a guest speaker that comes in for sort of half an hour to talk on a certain topic that helps with female related illnesses and then it will end with a sort of 40 minute sound meditation at the end before they go home so yeah just a bit of everything kind of chucked in but more so for connection between each other yeah which is so important Mm. so important so that's is that the thing you're starting in a few, like in six to eight weeks or have you started? Uh, no, week? no, that's already started. So that's the second Friday night every month. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so the next one will be in a few weeks. Weeks one, two, three, one, two, three weeks time. Yeah, three, three weeks. weeks time today. Yeah. Amazing. The power of the internet and the power yeah. of being able to connect here, there and yeah. everywhere. So awesome. Yeah. So how did um you incorporate? you incorporate coaching with sound healing as well have you done coaching for a while or is this something yeah I am done coaching I did my um with the LCA the Life Coaching Academy I did my NLP and my big I took me two years to complete it um I did the biggie one (laughs) just (laughs) I just wanted to really dive in real deep to it Mm -hmm. and I knew that I never really wanted to be a life coach it was never some I didn't do the course to become that I just did it so that as and when I'm dealing with women in my space, I can have extra tools to help them. Uh, That's that was kind of the idea behind it. And it's just kind of it's a side element to what I do. So if anybody, you know, is going through something and they want to do a few coaching sessions, 
meditate I help with meditation and the like, like I said the self-care toolbox and those kinds of things as well yeah. so it kind of just marries a little bit so I don't really push myself as a life coach or advertise much as that but the the avenues there if if it's needed mm-hmm. yeah how how do you feel doing those courses and doing that has actually helped yourself as well as being able to help other people well you've got to do your own work first before you can be successful in that area I think yeah Yeah. so yeah and uh, I don't I just don't reckon you are ever fully that if any life coach says that they are so healed after doing all their stuff they're so ready (laughs) it's like no I don't think so there's always stuff to work on there's always stuff to work on and what Mm. what a beautiful tool to have to be able to help yourself you know yeah yeah, it's just adding to your own toolbox. Yeah, like I've got yeah. a whole. My husband sometimes says, "Like, what these these two shelves? Like, they do you ever use them?" I'm like, "Yes, <laughs> yes, I do. Please don't remove those books and those folders." <laughs> Every now and again, when I need to do a bit of self reflection or you know whatever it might be, there's there's always something around that I can grab and do another exercise for myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the most important part about. It wanting to be able to help other people you first have to help yourself and then gain those tools and then yeah. share them yeah um, well if you're not going to do it then how can you expect someone else to do it exactly yeah that's very true yeah, yeah. very true and like there's always that like you were saying there's always that work um it's interesting like at the moment every day I'm waking up and I'm like oh there's more yeah <laughs> there's more. have I not learned it all yet <laughs> and it's like it would be amazing if one day you just woke up and you just felt like it was all good and there was nothing else to work on and then life would also be so boring I was just gonna say how boring would that be yeah like yeah, it would be nah. um easy I guess life would yeah. be easier but like why nah why I like you want that yeah <laughs> yeah yes absolutely <laughs> I like having a little bit of a challenge every now yeah. and then. <laughs> right. And it gives you gives you substance and gives you soul. Mm, absolutely. And it gives you something to connect to other people with. Mm. Like if you were just like this perfect person and it was just you who was perfect and everyone else had other things going on, there'd be no relatability, there'd be mm. no yeah. um, that connection that we all actually really long for is to feel seen and to feel like we're not doing things alone like there's other people around and that's how we can like it's a form of connection as well which is really really beautiful it's funny out of all the things that I have done so far the biggest lesson I've learned and I can't I've spent a lot of money on courses (laughs) to learn the one main thing is just listen yeah just shut up it's not about you and just listen yeah listening it's a skill skill (laughs) (laughs) it is a skill that many people are yet to learn yeah yeah I can get you a long way now yeah (laughs) (laughs) no that was my life lesson this 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 lifetime round that was my life lesson so (laughs) how did how did you come across that lesson like what was it that life coaching life coaching yeah Mm. Mm. Yeah, people just want to be heard. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah. It's really easy to get like when someone's talking to suddenly get in your own story in your head. Mm. Like, oh yeah, yeah, I remember when. Oh, 
oh yeah I can say or oh yeah I did that or I know someone who or whatever the story is it's so easy for your ego to jump into that headspace and be like I can join in on the story it's like actually step back (laughs) it's not your story just listen 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 and ask questions rather than listen and tell answers you know like and that's the huge part about coaching is it's not about telling someone what they should or shouldn't be doing or this is a lesson you should be learning it's all about asking questions yeah allowing them to uncover it for themselves yeah yeah which is so hard to do when you want to help people (laughs) right yeah you just want to you just did this (laughs) (laughs) like I've it is like a thing it's like okay so you've been there and this is what I did so if they do this then they'll you know get there really quick and then you got to remember that everyone's on their own journey and it may have worked for you but it doesn't mean it's going to work for them and (laughs) like allowing them to go through the journey because that's what it's all about at the end of the day it's like ah I know that you could really benefit from this and it's like no stepping back it's not about you no lesson there for them if you do that hey yeah and that's what like yeah so it's all about it's the journey the lessons all of that for sure. Mm. for sure yeah do you find um because I know for me like a lot of the things I've been through is what's been able to create my reality and like what I've chosen to do for my life and now being on the other side of your journey are you able to find a lot more gratitude for mm-hmm. harder times Oh, 100%. And it's only really recently, I did a really amazing, I've been doing lots of breath work with Nicola Lay. Um, she's mm. un, she's unreal. But the last one that I went to, uh, it really unlocked something. And I really felt like ill, I, I'm trying to articulate what I mean. The illness element really takes you into a masculine mm. um, mindset and body frame and the whole of it because be strong, you know, I can do this, it's okay, and you don't really allow the feminine to come back in, and what my word actually for this year is feminine, um, I love that. and yeah, and I feel like this year I'm really stepping into being away from how the illness makes you feel, um, yeah. there was a point, <laughs> I was talking about Nikki, and it totally got me off, off, um, off track, but yeah, I, I, I I feel like it definitely is like a transition period where you go from suddenly not feeling sorry for yourself anymore and going, actually, okay, I don't have kids, but my gosh, I have so much. And Mm. this was all given to me for a reason. I suffered for a reason. And there's no point in sitting around and being depressed about it when I can get up, enjoy what life is now all about, because I have a little bit of life back now I've had my hysterectomy um I'm not a, I'm not an idiot I know that I'm not out of the woods but I am pain-free at the moment which is unbelievable so why not use that space instead of going oh you know and actually saying okay right come on let's do this who who needs to come together let's dish out some hugs let's dish out some drumming and some singing and this get together and yeah just be in a gratitude space yeah what's the point so powerful what's the point and all that trauma yeah if you can't use it for something Mm. yeah there's a lot of yeah there's a lot of people out there that have yet to uncover that and Mm. 
how sad I just find that sad I just want to grab people and go come on let's do this (laughs) (laughs) yeah because everyone holds so much power in what they can create for themselves firstly and then for the rest of us like it's such a self-ish and selfless act to take your learnings and your teachings and the harder times and create such a beautiful experience and hold that gratitude for it because you can hold on to it and allow it to consume you and you know pour me pour this all that stuff or you can be like wow I'm so strong I got through this now let's Mm. make something of it you know yeah let's make a love story yeah yeah turn this harder experience into a beautiful Mm. experience yeah and the forgiveness and that, you know, it is a love story. It's a love story connecting back to my body, my feminine, myself, you know, forgiving my body. I've hated it for so many years, so many years. Mm. The self-loathing and the stuff that goes with it is just awful. So to be back in a space where you're like, actually, you're all right. <laughs> you did good. <laughs> you travelled all right. You got me through the storm. Yeah. It's time to uh, It's time to put some, you know, paint this old boat. <laughs> Yeah, give us some love <laughs> being grateful for what it has given you rather than mm-hmm. what it hasn't or lack of or you know looking for the abundance from it which is yeah it's so beautiful to hear and see that you're able to step into that because it then gives other people the permission mm-hmm. to do the same yeah definitely yeah. yeah absolutely so what have you got planned for this year then this year's support groups are my number one focus, the support mm-hmm. and sound. Um, so I'd like to build those. Uh, obviously, they've started on the northern Gold Coast. I'd like to find another venue down south and hopefully maybe run two of those a month. Um, and I'm just in the process at the moment of um, working on some sounds to get sort of like a, a weekly online thing going so people can join sort of like an open chat forum through the week. And then like a weekly or a a double weekly sort of meditation where I can come on, answer some questions, do a sound meditation. People could just click in and a bit like a support group, but online. So more people Mm. around the world can join in if they want to. I love that. Yeah. And then obviously one-to-ones. My door is always open. So if anybody wants to come and have a, have a little sound um, session, then yeah, the door is always open. I always find that I don't, I don't, I never try and kind of push or do too much with that because I feel like organically it needs to authentically be with the people that need it. Yeah. You know, it's a local thing anyway. So if if somebody is drawn towards me, then great. I'm I'm not um, I'm not one to hold like I need all of the people to come to me. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't it doesn't work that way. It's not about me anyway. It's about the collective of everybody. Yeah, absolutely. That is the most important part. Mm. And one of the um, biggest things is ensuring that it aligns for both parties. Like you know what you offer and if that aligns for the, the client, then that's what matters actually. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah, that's beautiful. Mm. Do you have any last bits of advice or wisdom or learnings that – do you know what the only one that just popped in my head that I thought I probably and look this is just from my experience anybody that's a bit younger that knows that they are now suffering with endo or 
anything like that. And fertility at some point might be an issue. My one regret is not freezing my eggs or looking into doing something like that earlier so that I could have maybe used it further down the line. Um, so I'd say if, if you know that you're quite young and you're starting out a journey and you've been diagnosed and you know, you're in the throes of definitely look into it. If children are in your future. Yeah. Cause you it's never, you yeah. just, you just never know, you know, Mm. It's especially if you're so young and it's not really something that you've thought about yeah I've met two years away yeah, yeah I've met two one girl's 22 and one was 26 and they've both had to have hysterectomies and wow. didn't even you know enter their heads and they're now devastated because you know and it was never it was never an, a thing from the from the medical profession giving them advice like why why would why would you not yeah so yeah that's probably a big thing that's probably my only regret of everything that I didn't do was at least look into it you know but I mean kids are not for everybody and that's 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 true yeah but if it is something in the future and you know that you're going down this route then definitely look into it you know I think yeah as well like when we're younger it's dismissed a little bit like I I remember maybe a year and a half ago I went in and I wanted to get a pap smear just because for my own peace of mind and the doctors refused I saw like two or three different doctors and they said no you don't have any symptoms and you're too young you don't need one and I just like looked at them and thought how are you to know what I need like and then from there I've just had this like opinion I guess about it because it was the first time I experienced I'd heard about it and it it was just to me was so bizarre that I needed a reason to want to have that procedure done yeah and they don't they don't explain it either like when you do have it done I remember having my first one and I had um what is it thingy cells they come back and they say oh you've got uh oh damn can't remember the word they make it sound like oh my god I have cervical cancer like wow and then then they don't really explain any more than that they're like oh you've got to go back and have this and then you've got to have laser you're like what do I like what 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 do I have and it wasn't until Mm. I think my third time round of having um abnormal abnormal cells on your cervix and the doctor that time was brilliant I said you you just need to just lay it out in idiot terms because right now you're panicking me and I don't know what's going on and he just drew like four lines so there's four stages one two three and four and basically if you're in four it's the early stages if you're in three you need it like burnt off because if you get to stage two that's when they can turn into cancerous cells and obviously one is when you actually fully blown have cervical cancer so I'm like why doesn't why doesn't someone explain that I was like, okay, so number three, all right, yeah. that makes sense. Okay, yeah. thank you. That's all you needed to say. Like, yeah, yeah. So don't be. Uh, that was, I suppose, that's my other piece of advice: is don't be scared to question the medical profession, because mm. not every doctor is experienced in our, you know, in our cervix and our womb and our vagina and our stuff. Not every doctor is specialist in that area. 
So don't be scared to question something if you're unsure. Don't be scared to question something if you don't agree or they're not listening to your symptoms. Go and see another doctor. Like, you know, get a second opinion. Fight fight for your body. Yeah, 100%. And also they've studied for years. Of course, it makes sense to them. And I, I'm guilty of this as well. Like I've done a lot of study around how the mind and the brain works. And then when I discuss it with other people, I just forget that others are not familiar with that. So it's the same in the medical industry. They've studied for years and sometimes they may just forget that they're talking to a human that has no yeah. idea. Yeah. Yeah. So questions are great. Yeah. Asking if you're concerned, yeah. Yeah. follow up, get a second opinion, you know, find someone you trust, whatever it is. Yeah. Definitely. Listen to what your body is telling you and yeah. it doesn't and feel feet, right. And your gut, you know, if you're somebody mm. that does go off of your gut, I'm a big gut person. Yeah. Yeah, it's huge. Oh, well, thank you. Yay. So welcome. This conversation has been enlightening. Like I've actually learned a lot. So thank oh. you. Uh, and not <laughs> only you. that, like thank you for sharing about your story and um, being so open. And yeah, I just appreciate you jumping on. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people listening that also appreciate and know that um, it can get better and that there's so much support out there and um it's not a it doesn't have to be a lonely journey they're not alone yeah keep keep talking about it absolutely yeah well thank you how can everyone find you if they want to keep in your circle get a um ticket to one of your events or jump into one-on-one yeah so have a conversation yeah so I'm always on socials more so Instagram and Facebook but I do have my Facebook page so um it's the M Rooms Mm-hmm. um and uh, the mrooms.com.au is my website and all the events and everything can normally on there um and i mm-hmm. post them on my link on my instagram page as well um and yeah i'm always around for a chat if anybody needs like a chat or just needs to air off or whatever and um hopefully the the space will be open soon to just jump on and be able to meet with like like-minded women but the events are live so yeah if you fancy coming along and sharing your journey and learning some more stuff that's where we will be yeah such a beautiful offering amazing well thank you thank you maggie thank you um yeah if anyone has any questions remember to reach out to myself or michelle and i will put all of that in the show notes so that you can stay connected and get to either an in-person or uh one of the online events that you're hosting and yeah until next time thank you all for listening and thank you michelle again i truly truly appreciate this thank you